0: This is the On The Mark podcast, bringing you facts, opinions, and personal experiences from the outdoor industry. I
1: got the opportunity to shoot an AR-15. That was one of the funnest experiences that I've had. It's, it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's a big rush.
0: Presented by Sightmark, an industry leader in optics, bore sights, night vision, and more. Make your mark. That's Meyer.
1: That's correct. Like Oscar
0: Meyer. Like Oscar Meyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. That'll be easy to remember. Welcome to the On The Mark Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hamilton. Today, joining me in the Cellmark studio, I got Craig Meyer. Craig, how's it going?
1: Hey, Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man.
0: Um, Before we get rolling with this podcast, I have a few announcements to make. Um, The first one, a pretty big announcement. Whoa. I got the camera guy, Chris, back. Sorry, Chris. My bad, dude. I actually thought you were going to be blocked by the camera. I saw your whole face light up. (laughs) This is an Enforce Weapon Light, guys. Um, Cellmark, who owns Sightmark, has purchased officially Enforce. Uh, so we're excited to bring another brand um, in, in-house. And uh, here in the next coming months, you're gonna start seeing a lot more uh, marketing push from Cellmark on the Enforce side of bright. things. It is bright. That one's 700 lumens. So uh, Enforce Weapon Lights, if you're not familiar with them, they have roughly eight to 10 different SKUs or items. Um, A few for handguns, a few for rifles, some helmet mounted options, and some handheld mounted options. All of them are 500 to 1000 lumens. So we're talking about pretty high quality, powerful lights.
1: This thing is tiny too. This could fit in my fanny pack or my purse. Yep,
0: absolutely. Yeah, that's a good good one. Uh, So that was the big announcements. The next one is, I'm just gonna give Sightmark a shout out. They are the host of the podcast. Um, So we appreciate Sightmark and everything they do. Craig here, man. I was I was making all the, trying to make a list of all the things that you do, and the paper just didn't seem like it was long enough. Take me take me back to the beginning. I mean, what we're talking about my legal activities, <laughs> the legal activities. Okay, all right, good. yeah. I, if you listen to a podcast a couple of times, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we actually talked about a lot of illegal activities, <laughs> and I didn't know it was illegal activities until like halfway through the podcast.
1: It's good to know. Yeah. To know.
0: So uh, as long as you don't tell me that you broke the law, you can talk about anything you want to. Awesome. Well, let's just talk. Let's <laughs> <laughs> how did you get How did you get started
1: with, with everything you do? Just take me back to what makes Craig Craig. Well, uh, on the hunting side, um, I'm started a landowner so uh bought a piece of property when i was really young uh we bought our first uh ranch in 2002 about 25 years old and i couldn't afford it (laughs) but (laughs) i knew i wouldn't see a deal that good so uh we we did we stepped out and kind of put them on the chopping block there and and uh gave it a go i was planning on production on my land to help me you know help me pay for it right Uh, at that time my my income was it was gonna be we were gonna be struggling right so I was counting on raising some cattle and uh, raising some crops and and uh, raising some hay. So long story short, it's when I really was introduced to how bad the pig problem was. I actually grew up here in Ellis County, moved away to Erath County in Stephenville for several years. There weren't there wasn't, I won't say there wasn't any. I was a junior in high school when a guy shot a pig and it, he brought it to school in the back of his truck. And it was the biggest deal we ever, we were so excited. Yeah. We, we all went out and looked for pigs and none of us could find yeah. one for the rest of the year. Uh, but so they were coming in, but it, was, it wasn't a problem. Right. So I, I was gone for about seven years. I went to college, I stayed in Stephenville, got in the auction business and uh, ended up moving back to Ellis County. And when I did, we uh, bought, bought that place eventually. And long story short, I started to really realize how bad the pig population was and we spent a lot of money we sprigged about 400 acres of land uh, and I love to hunt Mm -hmm. Uh, I still love to hunt pigs to this day Uh, I never will get tired of it but um, I'm an auctioneer as well so I would have an auction the next morning Uh, I would see that they're tearing up one of my fields they tore up uh, one of my pastures so bad that uh i literally had to backdrag it with a bulldozer so i could get in there with a plow yeah and and, and fix it i'm familiar <laughs> man <laughs> right yeah. so you've seen it you've you've seen parts of my place too uh we still have a problem and i've been fighting them for a long time but anyway uh, i would see that i was getting damaged and you know i, I know they're going to hit me that next night so i set my alarm for midnight i go down now back in those days it was q beam spotlight a bolt rifle i'm in my underwear shooting out of the window of my truck yep <laughs> and i was just trying to protect my land Yep. uh and it would have been fine if they would have been out at midnight which
0: by the way for <laughs> everybody who's going to say he just broke the law in the state of texas on your own property you can damn sure do that absolutely
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, it was nowhere near a road <laughs> very far from one as a matter of <laughs> but so um to tell you why i appreciate the uh (laughs) y'all's optics so uh i I would go out at midnight the point is uh they weren't there set my alarm for two uh i go back out two o'clock nothing's there set my alarm for four i go out there's 38 pigs yep uh having their way with my land and you're a badass if you can kill two two i was gonna say three or four but i'll be honest that was a rarity yeah so uh you know trying to shoot a bolt rifle out of the you know with a with a q beam i'm holding the q beam right i'm with my neck and you know trying to (laughs) shoot Uh, so uh that takes the fun out of it Uh, i like to go when i want to go or when i can go i don't like to stay up all night if I have to work the next morning so um I really realized what a problem so the state started a program you know we just we kept the battle and we were losing it I mean we just I would shoot two or three out of that group and they would just run over on my neighbors and they would chew on him until he shot at him and then they would come back and then there would be 60. uh and it just a lot of people really didn't know how bad the problem was so um the state started flying we did that for two or three years and it was subsidized we actually paid money toward it uh, and they would fly our areas. Uh, me and a bunch of my neighbors had gotten together and put a, uh, a group of land together, a block of land about forty thousand acres, and they would come in and fly. But they would only fly one or two days, yeah. and then they would move on. Uh, there just wasn't the resources uh, with the state and helicopters and the program. You know, they, you can't cover it. State, Texas is a big place, right? Right. So, uh, but it did give me the idea. So in 2008, I had the idea, implemented the idea uh, right away and started uh, training to fly. My original idea was gonna learn to fly, get my license, go buy a cheap helicopter and let my buddies shoot. And all I cared about in those days was I just wanted to kill pigs. Uh, Once I started learning to fly, I realized I probably do not need to be uh, doing that because I want to live longer than a week. (laughs) So (laughs) the over and under was three days, I think, with my original plan. So uh, anyway, um, I did. I ended up hiring uh, um, one of my tr- one of my pilots, uh, one of my training people that first year, and uh, my instructors, and we flew. I, we got everybody to throw in money. Instead of hiring the state, I let them hire me, and uh, I could do it cheaper. Good old capitalism. And I was just going to fly every bit of the money up and spend it on bullets, fuel, paying my pilot, and renting a helicopter that first year. And we killed 1,900 pigs Holy off smokes. the same block of land. Yeah. And it was the very first time we ever saw. Uh, the population, you know, some sort of control it. Right. We were trying dogs and, and traps and hunt. You just can't hunt them on the ground, you know, enough. Um, so with all that being said, that was the seed that started. We started the company Heli Hunter. The first couple of years we flew, uh, it wasn't legal for us to take customers up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did the shooter. You had to be an employee of the, uh, or owner of the company. Uh, to be a gunner, you had to be registered with the state through our aerial permit. Uh, but in 2011, they passed a law called the Pork Chopper Bill. And that allowed, that was, that, that's what really opened up helicopter hog hunting, uh, make really? us an aerial outfitter, and made it legal for us to take people. Uh, yeah. So what it did, and in, 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 to sum it up, was it took the financial responsibility off of the landowner and put it on the shoulders of the willing, which are people that want to fly around, and shoot pigs out of a helicopter sure it yeah. changed our business model we didn't have to charge the landowner if you ever try to squeeze a dollar out of a yeah a cotton farmer nope. it's a lot of fun uh and, and and they get all of their land hunted for free they get it hunted more regularly and we can actually control the population uh now we're sitting on access to over a million acres uh, we're you know 12 years later uh we, we can manage the populations. We hit the areas that are heavier. We hit we hit those more if we need to, the areas that are lighter. You know, we do a maintenance program, but yeah. it it's a win-win-win. Um, the landowners are happy. The people that come and hunt with us get to shoot a lot of pigs out of the helicopter. And we have a thriving business. So that's really the seed that started Heli Hunter and, and, you know, kind of got me uh, on the map there. Um,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, let me ask you one of the, probably one of the
0: biggest questions that you get when you talk to these landowners that haven't done this before, but they need help with this pig management. What's it do to the other wildlife in the area? Does it, does it spook them off at all?
1: Like we're talking like the whitetails and and stuff like that? Not at all. Um, If we took the helicopter and literally chased the deer uh, and I think that's everybody's biggest concern. Yeah. One thing is I'm a deer hunter. I'm an avid deer hunter. I love to deer hunt more than anything in the world. Um, But um, I would be mad if I've been tracking a big buck that I've been after. Maybe I didn't get last year and I'm on to him and and I'm just trying to right. get the timing right where yeah. I can catch him out in the open and somebody flies a helicopter over, is it gonna run the deer? It, it could mess your hunt up. Yeah. For those reasons, we don't hunt during deer, deer season. Okay, um, But we wait till after deer season. But as far as like running them out of the area, absolutely not. If we bore down and actually chased them with the helicopter, yes, we can keep them running. But when we fly over them and we're looking for pigs we're not, and we fly a little bit higher when we're looking. Right. Um, as, and the same goes for cattle and, and any other wildlife. Uh, we fly over, we see deer all the time, they run. It's about the same as if you drove your truck through there. Yeah. Um, they, they, they may run 100 to 200 yards, or, you know, and they'll kind of We you know, before we even fly over them, they've already stopped. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't bear down and chase them, it really doesn't affect them at all.
0: Well, so I don't know from an aerial standpoint, but on the ground, I drive around our place. We have about 300 acres down near Glenrose. I drive around our place and um, the deer, especially at nighttime, you know, I might spook some up and run them over to my neighbor's place, but no doubt, like the next night, I'm seeing that same deer in the exact same spot because ultimately they're, they're creatures of habit, you know, they're patterned, you can pattern them. Um, they do pretty much the same thing every day for the most part until that rut hits and that's <laughs> going to be during deer, deer season.
1: Then they act like us on a Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I can definitely understand what you're saying um, with that aspect now. When you take the uh, when you take the helicopter up, how much on average is that costing you in like fuel and stuff?
1: You know, um, having a helicopter, there's a lot of costs that you know people don't think about, they yeah. want, and they want to know about fuel. Um, and it's about 150 bucks an hour in fuel. It's one of our smaller expenses. Oh, really? Uh, hiring a, a pilot. I've had the same three pilots for one of them I've had for 12 years, one I've had for 11, and one I've had for eight. We don't have a lot of turnover as far as our pilots are concerned. Um, these guys are good. Yeah. I uh, try to get the best of the best. Uh, we're flying at low altitudes, at, at uh, dangerous speeds, uh, in the event you have to do a, a, an auto, uh, something does go wrong, knock on wood. But uh, they have the instincts yeah. to, to, to give everybody the best chance. So, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, lost <laughs> train of thought there. <laughs> we're just uh, talking about expenses and Yeah, general. yeah, yeah. So uh, hiring good pilots Yeah, uh, is what I was getting at. Uh, insurance. That's the fun part. Insurance. insurance yeah. Insurance that's is that's the great. fun part. Uh, you know, good. helicopters aren't cheap. Yeah. So, you know, you have to figure a lot of things, maintenance. Um, with the Robinson R44, every uh, 12 years or 2,200 hours, you have to do a major overhaul. It's about $270,000. Uh, there's, there's nothing cheap about it. So when we look at expenses, we break down that 2,200 hours, mm-hmm. put money toward overhaul. We, we spend so many dollars. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this is, we're not pulling this thing out of a barn and, you know, yeah. kick-starting it and hopping in it. Uh, yeah, they get 20, every 25 hours we change the oil on that bird. Wow. Uh, every year I change out parts that aren't even up as far as the uh, the FAA is concerned and, and the, the Robinson mandates yeah. as far as maintenance goes. We actually... I mean, I put a new starter. I put a new cylinder. I put new wires. I put new mags. I put new plugs. I put new battery. I'm, a lot of the things, I spend about 15 grand a year in preventative. Sure. Um, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth yeah, a pound absolutely. of cure, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yes, um, absolutely. We spend a lot of money. So, you know, um, as far as nut cost, you know, um, you're sitting, you know, seven, eight hundred bucks an hour just to run it. Wow. Um, if you do it right. Um, yeah. not saying that, that I couldn't just hop in it without. Right. But we just figure all of those at a per hour cost over the course of the year. Right. Or over the course of the, the life of the aircraft. Right.
0: So um, it's, it's not a cheap thing to do. Um, the, uh, the majority of the people who um, watch this podcast, a lot of them are based here in Texas, pretty close. And it seems the closer we get to the office here, the larger that listening population is. And um, what I would suspect is there's probably going to be a few private landowners who probably hadn't even considered hunting to uh, manage the pig population. For those guys, they've probably got a lot of questions like, what's the time frame? When can I expect to get you out here? How much is it going to cost me? Which you already said, you're not charging landowners at this point. No, free to them. How much land do you have to have to even consider coming out and flying my place? Because my guess is you're not going to do it on 300 acres. Well,
1: um, I get that question a lot. And a lot of times I ask the landowner, if he only has 300 acres, and we have so much land around, yeah. a lot of times I could take that 300 acres, and we're only a mile from, you know, another 1,000 acre place. Or, you know, a lot of times when that happens, you know, we when we get of somebody that wants us to fly, so I would go to that 300 acre guy and say, "Do you have a neighbor? Right, Do you have a neighbor, trying to attack on yeah. and, and it helps too because they can go to them a lot easier than I can. If, if I start cold calling people, then you know, they think I'm trying to sell right. my bill of goods. Yep. So I get that land on, and I say, "Look, if you want me to fly you." Get you a group of neighbors together, yeah, and let's get a let's get a little a little piece. Now, once I start flying it, like we added eighty thousand acres this year, post season. Well, we're mapping it now from this year, and and in a lot of different zones that we have, uh, from us going and flying an area. So let's say that three hundred acre guy gets a few of his landowners together, and they get two thousand acres put together. Yeah, we'll go fly it. And then guess what? Everybody around there sees the helicopter. It's the talk of the town for yeah, a little got while. You. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, th- I always give them, you know, 10, 15, 20 cards, whatever. Yeah, and so it say, can hey, expand you know, over Because the time, they, yeah. they are gonna call you. Yeah. Uh, and that that that's really been, uh, our growth over has been word of mouth. Um, as far as showing up goes, we we schedule it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't just, <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning, you hear <coughs> going on in your backyard. No. Uh, we schedule it, let people know we're coming.
0: and. Uh, um, what's it, the, what's the weight like like if a, if a farmer called you today and he's like i got 1200 acres i need you to fly it as soon as possible what's he looking at
1: well there's no law in texas that says there's a season but there is a season with our uh operation and we fly after deer season in january so about the third week of gen- january we fire up and then we hunt until the foliage comes in that's our window okay because right now if they called me i'll tell them it's going to be january february sure. next year and yeah. of course i haven't scheduled that yet but um they're going to be in that window, like these people that are calling me now. It's like, well, let's go ahead and get your map. Let's get you on it. But mm-hmm. it'll be winter. It's so much more effective, so much more efficient to fly when there's no foliage on the trees. Yeah. Um, we were trying to film uh, um, f- with the Target Reach environment, our TV show, and uh, we were trying to get a few kills just for the show. We flew five hours the other day, and you know, shot like twelve pigs. Yeah. Which normally we shoot that in thirty yeah. minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, what's interesting is um, there's a lot
0: there's there's kind of a move towards the the helicopter hunting just because of it truly is probably one of the only ways to truly manage that pig population i just took a um feral hog abatement program in Bosque county um because i I live in Bosque county and they have they actually have a bounty on hogs right now it's ten dollars a tail $10 a tail. So as a a landowner. Wish I followed
1: up all my tails all these years.
0: I think about me as a landowner, and I got a guy who can come out with a helicopter and maybe drop 40, 60 pigs Mm -hmm. when he's flying. I mean, you just leave leave them out there, don't you?
1: Well, yes, most of the time we do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if I'm a landowner living in Bosque County, I'm grinning ear to ear because (laughs) you come out and shoot my place for free and I get to collect all those pigtails and turn them in. But as far as the population goes, which anybody in Bosque County, Hit up old Craig here because right. you got a payday coming. <laughs> um, the pig population—what I learned is, I knew that they, I knew that they um, bred a lot and they had a very, very fast um, cycle to give birth. They could give birth multiple times a year. Um, I understood all that. What I didn't know was that they actually um, become breedable at six months. Mm-hmm. So that just that figured in speeds up that process significantly. It's something like one pig could be responsible for up to 12 pigs a year or something like that? 12?
1: I would say that number's way higher than that. Really? Um, if a sow has a, a litter, they say if they have six, eight of them will live. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> six to eight <laughs> pigs is pretty good average. Mm-hmm. But if that sow has a litter in January, yeah. um, she's she's going to breed back immediately. Yeah. She's already having her second litter and her first litter are, have reached sexual sexual maturity about the same time gotcha so five six months later she's having another litter mm. and uh, and then her babies have reached sexual maturity and they are breeding yep absolutely uh, so you, know, by the time you go 12 months uh, so it's you're saying like back
0: over in Erath County up by Stephenville um, you know you that y'all saw one pig and then a few here and there but it wasn't really a problem that was I mean the pig issue it's became an issue in the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, prior to that, there were a few, but not that much. But if you actually look at, like, how overran this entire area of Texas from South DFW down, um, it's insane to look at that population growth over just, you know, a decade. Um, It's absolutely insane. Now, what I was going to tell you when it comes to, I'm sure you've got all the business you can handle, but if you ever need more, what you could do is reach out to Texas A&M because that hog abatement program that I took in Bosque County was a program that was supplied to us by Texas A&M. And it has in there different ways to manage pig populations. They go over the normal ways, hunting them with a firearm, trapping them, poison. Um, And then they talk about helicopter hunting. And in their slides, this is directly from Texas A&M, they have helicopter hunting as being a large expense to the landowner. Ah. So I don't know how many people are looking at that information but it's old information. It's old information um could probably
1: be updated. Poor Aggies. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm well, an Aggie it takes 2 hours to watch 60 minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey is the, is the pig responsible for that hand there is that hanging up on the wall somewhere?
1: Well that actually wasn't uh, uh wasn't a, wasn't a pig that up, did hold that. Hold up a little bit higher. Yeah, if you pig. can see that. Yeah. So, yeah. I it get wasn't that. a pig? I get that question a lot. Yeah, what happened? It was the very first day I helicopter hunted. Oh, really? And I tell people in our safety briefing all the time, uh, you have to watch your adrenaline. You know, we want to keep you safe. And sure. Of course, I was just learning at that time and, and, and really wasn't thinking about it as a business. And, and the, the way I think about it, that's all I think about now safety. safety. You know, uh, we want to, uh, you know, that's our number one priority is getting everybody on the ground safe and sound. So, But very first time I flew, I was so excited. Uh, shot about 100 pigs in an hour. Came, sat you know, came sat the bird down, get some fuel, and I got out of the helicopter and I went, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's not the real that's story. That's not the real story? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good story. Thank you. Man, you, you tell Thank it you. well, too. <laughs> Holy
0: smokes. All right,
1: I'll tell you the truth. So, uh, I was drinking a little bit one night and... Uh, won't get into what I was drinking. Uh, I'm only being paid by a Red Bull, so I can't talk about Jack Daniels. <laughs> and I was playing the guitar. Well, one night I was doing both. I think I passed out around two. And when I woke up at six, I'd strummed them to a nub. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the helicopter The helicopter hurt. one's more believable. <laughs> okay,
0: all right. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, man. But. Uh,
1: it, Go ahead. it is the, the most effective and we, you know, uh, we have a company, three curl outfitters and, um, we actually do thermal hunts, about 200 thermal hunts a year. Um, you know, traps with one way gates, uh, we hunt out of stands, we do a lot of corporate events now and things like that. But, you know, we utilize just about every way that yeah. you can, other than dogs to try to control the population. I can honestly tell you because I've done it all. Yeah. There, nothing touches, uh aerial. Yeah. um, Well, because, so my place
0: and how it's structured is a farm. So I've got lots of open fields surrounded by, it's right on the Brazos river. So I've got lots of riverfront with lots of foliage, but large pecan trees and heavy briars and stuff like that. My guess is you're able to kind of, at the right time of year, flush those pigs out of that? Uh, when, Cause they're gonna, if they're out in the open fields, when you fly up, drop a few, they're running off. Right. I'm sure they're gonna try to get to cover, but are you able to kind of push them back out into the fields and you just keep doing that on repetition till you kind of cleared out that whole sounder?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, you know, every situation is different and you are chasing wild animals with, with aircraft. But uh, what we do ultimately, like if there was a textbook Um, is we push them out of the trees. I was starting to say that earlier when we were talking about scaring wildlife, deer. Sometimes we fly right over them and they don't run. Oh, yeah. A lot of times we fly over pigs and they try to hide. Mm. We got hiders and runners. The runners die first. Yeah. (laughs) They're easier to see. (laughs) But uh, when we get the pigs that are hiding, we have a siren on the bottom of the helicopter. Oh, really? With several different sounds. It's crazy. Sometimes we... And they'll run. Sometimes you hit the and they don't run. Then you hit the, <laughs> and then they'll run. Really? Uh, so okay. we have different, it's, it's weird, uh, you know, what? but we eventually are gonna get them running, yeah. uh, even if I have to yeah. put a 7.62 in their hand. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we get them running, we ultimately steer them and push them out into an open field. Now, depending on the terrain, we generally are able to get them in a big enough field to kill them all. Yeah. Uh, but if they do get back to the trees, we either just stay on them and shoot them in the trees, or we get around them and try to push them back out, yeah. or we push to the next field. Got gotcha. uh, But but uh, really, the that's that's what makes the aerial eradication uh, uh, so effective yeah. is that you have to kill seventy percent of the population to maintain the population. A right. lot of people don't know that, and when we get on a sounder of hogs, we're the most likely shot at killing them all. Yeah, or at least seventy percent. Right. Uh. I mean, but we. We're pretty good about getting all of them we, we go back and you know if, if a couple got back into the trees and got away we, we go around and try and flush we, them we, back we, out we, yeah. yeah and if we can't then we just get them in a spot where they can't shoot yeah uh, shoot yeah. them through the trees so. yeah uh but most of the time we get them in the field but if they do get back on us we just stay after them very cool uh yeah because they you know and, and that's another thing about not having foliage is that uh it is um you know you can find them so it's what's the
0: what's the rig for shooting pigs out of a helicopter i'm guessing you've got a harness strapped up to the side of that thing or you leaned halfway out and so
1: you actually we put a five-point harness on you Uh-huh. and uh, there's there's two points um we have a backup plan for a backup plan which we've never used we have a lanyard on the back of the harness um, we use the muddy harnesses um, they hook you up we hooked you to the frame of the helicopter we also take the seat belt and run it through the back of your harness which actually allows you to step out onto the skid and lean into the harness which is actually as far as proficient shooting out of a helicopter is the number one most important thing to do is you have to lean into that harness and that gives you a stable platform for shooting Mm. okay if you're trying to sit in there upright like a princess uh you're shooting (laughs) moving targets out of a flying object you've got a gun out and the barrel of the gun's getting baffled a little you know it's not a lot of wind you're not flying fast but uh normally you're flying the same speed that pigs run yeah and uh but there's wind, there's, you know, the helicopter's moving, the pigs are moving, your, your body's moving. And if you're trying to hold everything stable with your torso, I don't care how many sit-ups you do, you just can't. Yeah. So when I, that red dot goes to figure eight, and, yeah. and people try to jerk the trigger, and you know, mm-hmm. that never works. So uh, if you lean into that harness, it's actually you ever get a really anybody, stable platform.
0: Do you ever get anybody super excited to get up there and, and, and uh, shoot out of a helicopter until they got up
1: in the sky? And then and decided they didn't want to?
0: And then decided that they weren't so hot about
1: it? I've never seen that. Really? I've even had people say scared of heights before they take off, and they're like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't okay, bad. that's awesome. I'm like, well, you're really not that high. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high enough. <laughs> <laughs> I enough, enough, that's for sure. High enough and fast enough. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> But, you know, talking about Texas A&M, and that's, that's a good point is going back and, you know, maybe maybe I need to uh, – I really do, because I get questions all the time. Um, the uh, – is, is getting, getting – I think the, the biggest problem with aerial depredation is just people don't know. I mean, you yeah. you're getting out and doing the education. And unless you come hunt with me, I mean, you get a hour-long training, safety briefing. I mean, we we, we tell you how everything works and how we do everything. And if I sit down and sign up your land, I'm going to sit down with you. And I'm going to tell you, but I, I really don't on a large scale talk about our business. Right. Um, you know, yeah. it, our businesses, and I'm just kind of – yeah. Uh, but. I, I think education would help a lot. And, and the most important thing that people realize is that this industry is 100% about depredation. That's why the state allows us to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, federal law it doesn't, doesn't want this. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Federal lawmakers do not want us flying around in a helicopter shooting pigs. And Texas kind of said, you know, they're doing $500 million of damage in the state of Texas annually, yep. um, we're gonna do something. Right. And so they've they had a go around uh, you know, with forms and sub agents and, and get into depth on that, but they made it a loophole to where we can do what we do. But it is one hundred percent about depredation and people need to understand that. Now the uh, uh, you know kind of kind of the bonus uh, of doing that and the is is pure bliss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is fun. Yeah. It is fun, but it is about depredation. Yeah.
0: You know, so. Well, that's awesome. So, Let's that's rewind cool. a little bit. Uh, we jumped straight into Heli Hunter, which, Heli Hunter, which is great. Um, but I wanted to touch on some of the other stuff you do, too. Um, you mentioned auction, um, auctioneering a little bit. I did. How would you get into that?
1: I want to say this real quick before we move on. Yeah. There's one point I wanted to make. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And ever since we started, we went our first time on TV in 2014, and Joe Rogan, he had a big deal on his podcast and was talking about these crazy Texans are flying mm. around in helicopters and shooting pigs. Yeah. And he always talks about how fun it's going to be. did a deal with Ted Nugent the other day. But uh, if you ever listen to Joe Rogan, he is, you know, he talks about helicopter hog hunting quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it, and I'm just giving a shout-out out there. Joe Rogan, if you're listening in, bring your ass to Ellis County, Get in my helicopter, run, take you up. You want to come in for that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. If, if Joe reaches out. All right. Let's go, Joe. It's too late. I got you recorded. <laughs> we got the videos going. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Right. Um, Yeah. No, I've seen, uh, he mentions it quite a few times, actually, yep. in his podcast. He's, he's a big proponent of it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you, Joe. Yeah, but, absolutely, man. How, so how'd you get into auctioneering? When did that start, and what's that been all, been all about? Because everything I've heard, I've I have heard you in action, actually. But um, is it you're world renowned? That's what I keep <laughs> that's what I keep hearing. You've been talked up big time on the auction side of stuff.
1: Well, I um, I, I am known for auctioneering. That is my number one profession. The the, the pig hunting was it was a side business. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, we do five six hundred auctions a year, so we, we stay very busy at it. Um,
0: I got a, a hard question. Sure. That's all mumbling gibberish, isn't it? <laughs> no,
1: are you actually saying words in the middle actually, of all that we're stuff? We're actually saying words. No uh, way. Yeah. So uh, we, we actually are. They're called filler words. Oh, so okay. Yeah, we can go over. I, I, we own a, uh, I actually own an auction college. It's the oldest running auction college in the United States. It started really? in 1933. I didn't know that. I'm not that old. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> We bought it uh, a few years ago, and uh, it's called World, Ch- uh, excuse me, Worldwide College of Auctioneering, and uh, we teach people to auction. But really? That's cool. One of the things we teach, it, it is a filler word, so we can go over I'm going to see if I can get you auctioned today. Okay. Before we're done. You want to try it? Yeah. Is uh, your beard not that heavy? It looks heavy.
0: No, nah, it's not heavy. Candy? I got a lot of muscles can here in the okay.
1: cheeks. You've built them up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but yeah, so yeah, auctioneering, um, I'm, I'm the world champion auctioneer, and um uh, my wife is an auctioneer now as well really okay um, that's yeah. cool she started out she used to clerk for me
0: really um, okay
1: I'd get in trouble all the time for getting my clerk pregnant <laughs> so <laughs> we, got, we got her uh, she's actually great she uh, started in the floor and rang with me and uh, and then she's worked her way up to the block and, and uh, she, you know, she, I want to say she is the best female auctioneer I've ever heard and one of the best auctioneers in general men austin. and women so austin. if she's not better than me i get that a lot too so you can't
0: you came today from austin where you were were you auctioneering there i was mm-hmm. all right so is that primarily where you do most of your auctions or you all over the place i go down there once a week once a
1: week so okay. uh, yeah and then uh, i'm mainly here in the metroplex nowadays what are you auctioning uh the, our staple now is cars we cars. Do automobiles very nice but, okay uh, over the years uh we do a lot of real estate um but over the years i've done uh Motorboats, fur coats, bad jokes, you name it. I sold it.
0: Sell me that pig head.
1: (laughs) All right, you ready? Yeah. Which one do you want? They both look pretty big. I'll just They're sell both, them both, up. They're money. both up for sale. yeah. All right. On the pig's gold. Now, 25. 25. 50. 75. And 125. 150. Now, 75. And the cameraman's <laughs> bid and down. 175. 225.
0: Now, 75. He 325. 50. And again, he $325. Thank you, Jeff. I bought it? Yep. Damn. He wiggled. He wiggled. <laughs> that's one thing I learned early. So I go to equipment auctions, right? And right. Uh, the ones that I go to um, are in Waco, Lano. Um, my dad and I actually, we buy equipment and sell it back. And we've got some stuff going on where we'll buy something uh, that's old and ran down. We'll fix it up and then we'll just take it back to the next auction. we're normally right. transferring, transferring stuff around from auction to auction. Trading. Yeah, absolutely. Trading. Right? Well, it's, it. I don't know. You can just, if you do it right there's there's some great money in it you have to know what you know what things are worth right? but I learned real quick you better not just adjust your hat <laughs> if, it, if he's if he's going off you do something like this you just put a bid on it and then those guys out there you what do you call the guys who are helping you call are helping you call out all the bids ringmen the ringmen mm-hmm. so some of those ringmen are aggressive too if they know you're out they're gonna say hey come on it's just 20 20 more dollars you're gonna let him
1: do that <laughs> it's their job <laughs> to let you know you're out they'll p- they'll pin you against each other <laughs> well misconception um yeah i'm not not gonna take you if you wiggle or move your hat but, <laughs> but uh yeah um uh, you definitely don't want to be waving at somebody <laughs> yeah. i get that a lot we do a lot of fundraisers and charity auctions and and yeah there's drinking going on too and there's always a lady do you ignore the Sally? Do, hey, you, Sally. do you
0: ignore the 14 16 year olds who are throwing their hands up at random just to piss their parents off because
1: <laughs> i did that for sure did you oh yeah i would have sold it to your parents <laughs> <laughs> they need to get you they need to get you under control
0: <laughs> oh man uh, so the other thing that you talked about we covered auctions uh we covered uh heli hunter uh you mentioned um both three curl and then um target rich environment right tell tell me more about um three curl and then um how you guys started off with target rich environment what that's all about
1: so uh actually three curl was started by uh charles spiegel and brett jepson two friends of mine we're we're partners now and they started three curl and it is primarily they started out duck hunting um leasing up land doing duck hunt. We, we over 100 duck holes now i mean it's just really grown they have uh and dove hunting uh, quail hunting, upland, uh, upland hunts, and, uh, also thermal, okay, which brought us together. Yeah. Uh, we, they do thermal hunts and then we also do stand hunts, static hunts, people that want to come in and shoot pigs yeah. off a feeder. So that's what they were doing. And then I was in the helicopter, mm-hmm. but when they kind of moved into the area and started their business, I was pretty established with the helicopter. Well, the next thing you know, we're, you're going to love this. I got a good story for you. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but, uh, that's how I met them. Um, Brett called me up one day and he's, he introduced himself and they were just getting started. he said, uh, you know, would you mind, you know, I had heard of them and he said, you know who we are? I said, yeah, I know who you are. I'm glad you called, wanted to meet you. He said, uh, well, you know, we pick on two. I said, "Yep, yeah, I know. He said, um, do you think maybe we could kind of start a little line of communication? Yeah. I said, sure. I mean, <laughs> where are you getting, what do you want? Yeah. So He, <laughs> he, he said, so the other night we were thermaling and uh we had been putting some corn out and uh we sent our thermal group out and we did about a half mile walk stalking up on 30, 30 some odd pigs yeah he said and they weren't running they were just standing there he said we get closer and closer and closer about the time we we're ready to shoot we realized they were all dead <laughs> we had, so we had come in with a helicopter and just, just it's just carnage laid all out on the field but they were still hot yeah and they were still showing up on the thermal uh which they will for another, yeah you know a couple days but, yeah absolutely but, but uh we uh <laughs> so i said sure so we started this relationship and i started saying you know what areas are you going to be in because yeah. they would stay away yeah you know they didn't want to plan on going somewhere where you know i'd i'd knocked them all out so um yeah, so i got to know the guys and uh we started working together and over the years, um, I wanted to build a really big, nice lodge. They wanted a lodge for their business. It didn't make sense for me. You know, my a lot of my clientele is, is affluent and want a really, really nice place to stay. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to spend a couple million dollars building a lodge that, you know, I only use, I told you we only hunt, you know, eight weeks out of the year. So right. um, we kind of started talking about how, how we could use the property, you know, together uh, you know, lease to them or build it together. You know, we were just trying to look at ways and they needed a lodge all year. So what in what we uh, wound up doing was we built a lodge with corporate retreats. Uh, we do weddings, uh, corporate retreats. It has 44 beds in it. Oh, uh, wow. And, um, uh, it's, and it's just made real nice. I have a big event center if they want to have, whether it's a wedding dinner or a corporate meeting space. Yeah. Uh we, but uh long yeah. long range shooting, shooting yeah. uh axe throwing knife throwing skeet you know they, they, they mm-hmm. it's a place where people can come and have a lot of activities yeah and then we add you know they can and they hunt through us obviously so if they come in for thermals mm-hmm. or they come in for you know during dove season it's it's all dove hunters it's full up for a month uh quails that they come in to quail hunt so that uh I'm glad we built uh, even as big as it is I wish we have gone bigger really um so and that's that's Wild Acres, right? Correct, Wild Acres yeah. Event Center, yeah, uh, just outside of Avalon. And but there's so many people coming through there. We kill so many pigs. We do over 200 thermal hunts a year, uh, so we're we're thermal hunting all the time. We have another lodge in Midlothian. That's the old Three Crow Lodge. I so, didn't know that. So okay. we use that sometimes too if we need groups separated. Very cool. And that's kind of our cheaper hunts. Yeah. You know, somebody uh, a little more affordable. Sure. If they want to come, you know, five star, they come to yeah. Come to Wild Acres. But uh, so in doing that it, we were so commingled that we just said, uh, we just need to merge. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't wanna, you know, let's just, let's just put it all together, it makes sense. And we knew that we could scale all of the businesses. I, right. had, a, I had a lot of land with a helicopter yeah. that gave them access to Yeah. Um, you know, we do helicopter spraying, we do crop spraying with the heli when we're not hunting. So a lot of different businesses we run out of there um, and uh, doing the corporate, fixing to get into tactical, we can talk more about that, but um, all of the things that we do, we run out of the operation, we wound up merging. So, uh, uh, you know, Three Curl and Heli Hunter uh, are all under one u- umbrella now.
0: That's awesome. So,
1: all of those hunts. And
0: uh, then and then when you guys made that transition sometime here, just recently, you have ventured off and decided to just start up a TV show out of that, right? Correct. So, so target-rich environment.
1: Kind of the marketing branch of our um, uh, operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we... Actually, was approached. I'd had a show in 14, really good friends with Matt Buspis, if you know the the old uh, Wild Game Innovation, oh, yeah. Wild Game Nation guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's a really, really, really good guy. And uh, he has a show, uh, Viral Outdoors now. Yeah. And, but anyway, he had come in to hunt with us yeah. to get some video for Viral Outdoors. And we got to talking, we were old for, I've known him for 15 years. Uh, we got to talking and then we were just talking about the idea. I wanted to have a show that was kind of reality based. I mean, I don't want to copy Duck Dynasty, but it's kind of the pig end of kind of the way that show was, with with a little bit less of the contrived, (laughs) a lot less of the contrived drama. We don't need it, right? Exactly. And I'm not going to Discovery Channel. We're on Sportsman Channel. Yeah. We can show the kills. Yeah. But nobody hunts more. So the idea of my show was, let's have a kill and a hunt every segment. Yeah. So instead of the cookie cutter show where you you, you come in and you start out saying where are gonna go, you got video of them traveling, video of them getting there, meeting the outfitter, talking mm-hmm. about what you're gonna shoot, talk about the gear that you're shooting. Mm-hmm. By the end of the third segment, it's basically four or five minute segments, by the end of the third segment, you're seeing animals and you, maybe at the end of the third segment, you see the animal you wanna shoot, dun, 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 goes to commercial. Fourth segment, you get one kill. Yeah. I mean, this is 90%, 95% of, of all shows on outdoor television uh, and you get that one kill at the end. Yeah. Um, we wanted to just because we have the ability to, it might be a quail hunt, it might be a duck hunt, it might be a dove hunt, it might be, it might be the first segment, and then we we're, we're, we thermal hunt just about in every episode, uh, we, and then again I might be in Montana elk hunting, or, right? But but between the three partners. Uh, and our clientele and our customers, we hired our production company full time. Yeah. Um, uh, we just got him out of the, we had to move him out of the lodge, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah we, well, we had the, the, the production companies in our, 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 main producer was staying there, but it's so great to have them on hand. Yeah. So we're hunting all the time and yeah. we're filming it all the time and it, it's real. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but so many thermal hunts, static hunts, you know, bow hunt. We may be on a deer hunt, turkey hunting, you know, we've just kind of wrapped that up. Um, we're pretty excited about it, but basically, what our show is about is about hunting wholesale, yeah. um, and which y'all, uh, you know, of course, Sellmark you know, is our title sponsor. So sure. uh, It's Target Rich Environment, brought to you by Pulsar. Yeah, Powered man. by Pulsar. There you go. So, yeah. uh, but it's because we use yeah. y'all's products so yeah. much that uh, you know it's been great. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's, just, it's just been a really a lot of fun. It gives me the excuse to when I tell my wife I'm going, uh, in three weeks, I'm going to Wyoming and I'm gonna go shoot about 1,500 prairie dogs in two days. And I'm gonna, I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm, The Wise Arms, our raffle sponsor, uh-huh. is building me a 24 inch uh, barrel AR uh, on, on 5.56. And I'm strapping a latitude on it and it's gonna get nasty. Dang. But the cool thing about the show is, I, I'm going to Wyoming and my wife's like, you're going, you guys out there, and you girls too. Right? <laughs> it, it, uh, uh, to, just to say that, uh, uh, I, lots of the, I love women out hunting, but just making a joke. Uh, my wife says you're going hunting again, and I say it's my job, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the greatest thing about Target Rich Environment. Yeah, I actually uh, I have to hunt. I have to hunt all the time. Well, on our side, we love to um,
0: see good quality people that are actually. Helping out all these environments and doing it professionally, um, doing it in high volumes using our products um, and giving them, you know, good names and, and good repping and um, you know it's a it's a very mutual, um,
1: mutually beneficial um, partnership there. So we would like everything you guys are doing. Well, get, stay tuned because we are in the process now. We started in January. We signed off with 26 episodes. Yeah. Talk about alligator mouth overloading your crawdad mm-hmm. ass. That's a lot. So we, we have been, and, and with the heli season and, and our thermal season's really heavy, mm-hmm. um, we're, we, uh, we finally caught up enough and have things figured out enough to where we're catching up a lot. So one of the things that I wanna do with your product it's more important than, I just wanted to make an entertaining show. Right. I'm not gonna sit there and spend the whole show saying, uh, you know, I love the lad, I know you want me to, but to me, I wanna make an entertaining show. Uh, you see what I'm using. We're going to go digital instead of doing it on the show. Sure, uh, I know y'all want to see the stuff die. That's yep. why you watch yep. our television. Uh, but stay tuned because what I'm going to do with all these products and what I want to do—we're um, in the process. We've started now is how tos. Yeah, let people see not oh, just yeah. that we use your product, but uh, you know that's fixing to come out uh, via our website, via YouTube. You'll be getting you know. Vibes. Yeah side mark will be getting shared all of that but awesome. you know there's so many people that don't know how to sit down with a latitude sight it in and dope it right exactly uh, you know, there's so many people don't know about shooting apps where uh, pull up street lock i'm gonna i'm gonna literally sit down and show you how to shoot yeah and and consistently shoot 600 yeah. yards thousand yards
0: well and that's the thing too especially when you talk about you know longer range shooting that is becoming more and more popular Uh, in the last five years long-range shooting long-range hunting you talk about prairie dogs there's a lot of people out there who are interested in doing that thing but they don't understand that they're not going to be super successful with a 20 inch 5.56 you know what i mean Uh, that that extra four inches on your barrel length is going to make a big difference when you're trying to pop a prairie dog at 600 yards or however far away you're going to be shooting those things right um so that type of stuff's going to be super uh, helpful for a lot of people out there. So yeah. that's going to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and, and we talk about showing and you know how we thermal hunt and how yeah. we do but you know going to the going to the thermals too. I mean all your adjustments you're gonna how teach, to set
0: them. You're going to teach up your competition. You know that, don't you? And <laughs> be other there'd
1: be there'll be other guys out there trying to
0: start up a start up a thermal hunting business and TV show and copycat you guys. Good. Texas is go. a big place. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've always
1: said uh, that uh, if I could shoot myself out of business in the pig world, that I would. Uh, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, uh, they. I told you about my land and when we went and all that. They, they, they pissed the wrong guy off. That's sixty thousand pigs ago.
0: And you talked about having to get in there with a dozer and back drag your fields before you go in there and plow it again because literally it will break your plow discs. It will. It will actually. Huh throw out the <laughs> suspension on your tractor however Man, the hell that happens
1: i was trying to grow hay and you don't see it in tall grass and yeah. those holes can be so deep mm-hmm. and at that time i didn't have a lot of money and i was going to auctions like you're talking yeah. about equipment auctions yeah. and i'm buying old junkie balers and old rakes and mm-hmm. and i you know spend all this money I yeah, get them going the i take of off in the field i get two rounds and boom yep. i bust every tooth off yep. my rake absolutely uh, so.
0: well so for us so we have hogs real bad out at my place um my wife and I kind of use it as a as a sport right now, but at a certain point in time, you gotta you gotta judge that. You know, you, uh, pig hunters are in kind of this catch twenty two of. I say the I say pig hunters. I'm talking about the more casual guy like me. Uh, my wife and I will go out. We'll literally go out any night we want to, uh, just because we live on the property, and we'll go out. And our goal is, the ultimate goal is get these pigs off my freaking property because mm-hmm. they're digging the hell out of it. And if we go in and we fix it that night they're there tearing it up again so it's like a constant battle but the reality is like it's kind of funny because if we go out and we shoot 15 20 pigs in a week you know you're dropping you know three or four pigs a night and then uh you go out that next week and you've pushed them all into your neighbor's place and you don't see any pigs you're kind of bummed out about it you know we're at that stage but eventually you get to the point where you're like, okay, how much money are these pigs actually costing me? And when do I need to start really thinking about managing this population
1: on a, on a larger scale? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I, we've been, I, uh, kudos to you. I've been watching you on Facebook and you and your wife, y'all been tearing it up lately. Dude, she's,
0: she's, yeah. a, killing, yeah? she's going crazy on it. Yeah. She's, <laughs> it's funny because uh, when I started working here and we got access to the digital night vision and the thermal, um, she, she took off with it. She experienced a whole new world, especially with the thermal stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep her in the house now. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I want to see the video of you vacuuming.
0: That's what I want to see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me in there with the kids. It's good vacuuming. for her. Yeah. We actually
1: just did an episode, uh, that just came out, um, where we did an all women's hunt and we had women, we just put it out there on Facebook. If you want to get in on this, we're going to film it. Yeah. And we had women literally from from Washington State, from Connecticut, from Wisconsin, from Michigan, and all over the country. We only took sixteen, yeah. But we had you sixteen had women came in for two out. days. None of them knew each other, really. That's and awesome. we did a show about. <laughs> I didn't know if we were gonna. If it was gonna really be. <laughs> it was gonna be like Survivor or something. Or <laughs> <a> really, rally. <laughs> we should have had hidden cameras everywhere. But you know what? Those women, within an hour, they they all moved into the lodge, yeah. and uh, for two days. And uh, man, they all, you know, yeah, they had the best time. Yeah. And they shot skeet and they shot long range. We did pistol training with them, oh, uh, awesome. self defense techniques. Yeah. And uh, they did long, we did long range shooting with them and showed them, you know, mm-hmm. how to dope a scope, how to cytoscope the end. There's yeah. just so many things. You were talking about that with things that people don't know. That is the most fun thing for me. Um, yeah, competition be damned I, I yeah. don't care I love watching people learn how to actually utilize the equipment and, yeah where they can get out and enjoy because there's so many people that want to do it yeah and they see it on Facebook and you don't you don't have to be a badass right and, and that's so much of people and they're holding their animal you know you feel like a badass and and so many people see it and go wow they know how to do that you know what anybody can learn how to do it right and we we probably have three four thousand people come through our lodge a year yeah uh, and we teach a large percentage of people yeah. something
0: yeah. about firearms. You guys are um actively trying to teach people and trying to get people engaged with that because in this industry more often than not people are excited about trying to learn how to do something but to be to be completely honest they're terrified to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. I can't let them know I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. I can't let them know I don't know. They'll think I'm stupid.
1: Like just <laughs> Wait. this happens to me more times than i have fingers uh <laughs> at heli hunter so many people come in and one of the first questions when i start my safety briefing is are you ar familiar yeah when i say are you ar familiar i don't want you to know what it stands for right. um, have, you, have you held assault one? rifle <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh I, th- I thought it was attack rifle sorry <laughs> so <laughs> whenever uh whenever we get these people in they don't really realize what I mean by familiar. Sure. And we, t- I mean, I'm going to say, twenty no. percent. but They don't ever want to speak up. Right. I have. I'm an auctioneer too. You mm-hmm. learn how to read people. Yep. I watch people during the safety briefing. And when I say that, I can, I can tell you, I'm going to pull these guys aside. Right. Um, but every one of them says yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They don't know is I'm fixing to stand them up right. when I get done, and they're going to show me how familiar they are before they get in the helicopter. Yeah. And they're, they're not. Right. Um, I mean, as far as locking your bolt back, and I actually, we do it, it takes about five or ten minutes per Mm -hmm. person, and I'll lay a bunch of guns out, and they can all practice with it. I make them actually look me in the eyes and be able to lock your bolt back, you know, with your little rocker switch, lock it back. I want you to charge it with the same rocker switch, the upper button, and then I want you to pull it back and drop it. Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to drop a mag, stab a mag, and put your gun safety and on, and know your safety position. Down for dead. (laughs) Yeah. I want you to be able to do all of that without yeah. looking at the rifle yeah. to me that's familiar yeah and if I don't get you that familiar it, it's a whole hell of a lot easier to sit on the ground with me for five minutes and I can have you doing it in five minutes right then get up in the in the helicopter and you got 35 pigs running underneath in the helicopter <laughs> sideways and the, and the pilot's going shoot 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 <laughs> and you're fumble <laughs> beep with your gun uh you know so, yeah so that kind of thing all of the time yeah um we we do it all the time the second thing probably probably even, even bigger is the education that we do with, with your thermals. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people, but it's, you know, we have 12 of y'all's thermals are mm-hmm. in our gun room. They're all. It's pretty cool to have that many that we set out and we yeah. have eight customers in. I give every one of them, one of them. Oh, Everybody awesome. look through your scope. I'm looking through mine and I go through all of your selections, your settings. <laughs> don't touch that, <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with that, don't mess with that. But, but here's what it does. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you want to change your, your white hot, black hot, your rainbow, whatever you want to do, um, you, you know all of these settings that you can do yeah uh, how you can set it in for different distances sure. uh, you know, and, and how you can change that yeah really easily yeah uh, if you got a pig at 200 yards you can actually have it sided in for 200 yards in in two seconds if you know what you're doing right and one of the things I love about the thermion so much is that with gloves on you know in the winter time when we're hunting a lot uh, they're so user-friendly they're yeah. with with uh, with the scrolling knobs yeah uh, and, and I love the trails too we've we used them for years but uh, you know the I call them the cornet buttons, but yeah. the, those top buttons. You have to learn what those buttons are. Uh, but that Thermion is so user friendly. Hitting that button, looking through the lens, so you can see what it is. Yeah. You scroll, hit the button, select. It's just really user friendly. They made that Thermion even better with the
0: LRF feature now. Um, so, yeah, to, I'm put that, on mine. to put that laser range finder, that you're going to love it, dude. I uh, so, they changed a few things. One, the power button's now up there on the front of the unit so that it's a little easier to access that. Um, not that it was hard before. But my biggest thing is, a lot of times at Thermion, the old models, the whole, you know, objective bail is how you would um, focus. Right. But now they've got little turn dials. Oh, no, Ambidextrous nice. on both sides. So it actually makes it a lot easier. I when like you're ambidextrous. Hold- <laughs> when you're holding up a 12, 15-pound rifle, depending yeah. on what your nighttime setup is, and yeah. trying to turn that big bevel, that can kind of be difficult. Yeah. They need a um, Right There you go. Need a Kofjager. Yeah, Absolutely. It's another that's another brand owned by Sellmark, by the way guys one of the things i teach
1: about cup the biggest thing they say what does that mean anybody know TV lane what does it mean you don't know I know oh headhunter
0: yeah there you go I'm German, German. <laughs> yeah
1: okay in the Dutch yeah so yeah uh, so there's a there's a, but being able to do that and uh, uh, that ed- the education part of what we do is probably the most rewarding yeah because those people and probably my relationship with y'all. I can't tell you how many pulsars we've sold over the years because that's what they learn how to use. Right, yeah. Uh, and they are easy to use. Yeah. And they, I mean, the clarity. <laughs> I started thermal hunting before anybody knew about thermal hunting. Right. We, <laughs> my first two thermals were black market past 15s from the military. <laughs> they were as big as this box right here. Or like, they look like that skull on yeah. the top of your gun. Uh, they were they were the only thing out there 640 resolution at that time really they cost 15 grand a pop holy smokes and they weighed about 10 pounds uh but that was thermal hunting and nobody had really thought of it for pigs but we did yeah uh and so that's how long we've been that's been i would say i said 15 it's uh 2012 probably when we started doing that and there wasn't anything out there um and um
0: well that's that's pretty cool and so one thing we didn't Touch on whenever you were talking about the heli hunter. You guys are actually running Sightmark mark red dots in the helicopter as well, right? Yes. All yes. right. Very nice. Is that is a red dot? Which dot, one would you use? If a sight mark red dot? Yeah. I like the M spec a lot, uh, personally. Um, Great minds think alike. Yeah, I like the M spec a lot. Um, you know, it's got basically everything you'd need in it. Mm-hmm. Um, twelve hours, the twelve hour auto off, because I'm a, I'm one of those dummies who always (laughs) leaves them on
1: i'll go i'll burn through batteries man you know that's the cool thing we use the ultra shots m spec but it it, you i really think you could leave it on all season yeah (laughs) i mean yeah we just we turn them on when we get in and and we really don't have to change batteries Uh, i I used to use a a, another company i won't name and we had to change batteries out all the time i don't want a guy getting over 25 pigs uh in the helicopter and he's spending $2,500 an hour to shoot pigs uh And his dog goes out. Yeah. And it it happened a lot. Yeah. Um, But I'll tell you, um, as far as reticle choice, one of the things I love about the M-Spec that helps, because a lot of times we're hunting on sunny days Mm -hmm. and people having a a quick acquisition. Yeah. We always talk about that, but you think about it in ideal conditions. Mm -hmm. Think about it in a helicopter everything's mm-hmm. moving everything's wiggling and them needing to acquire that target quickly and people are super super excited as well yeah. have to think the very first time they've ever done it they have adrenaline just right. pouring out of their ears yeah. but uh having the big circle yeah you know i tell them all the time aim small miss small look for that little dot yeah. but it helps them find it right and um it's a it's a really they uh, all all of my customers love them yeah so. i like the m
0: spec uh for that purpose i would think that just the uh, the wide um the wide lens in there that you get a big view The mark red dot sites have evolved significantly over the years, Um, and now some of the new ones they're coming out with are actually really, really good. We've got the uh, Volta on the market now, which is the uh, solar-powered red dot site, and what I like about it, along with most of our newer ones, they have a light management system, so you talk about like being up in the helicopter in the middle of the day, it might be It might be sunny as hell. Well, the new red dots are going to actually auto brightness that. Well, they auto. Yeah, they auto brightness that reticle down so that, you know, you're, or or up in the uh, sun so that you're going to get the optimal viewing experience through there. So that's pretty cool. One thing. We need to talk about that. Yeah. Trade in. Well, so, well, that's the thing though. So those ones that I'm talking about, they're all a little bit smaller as far as your view goes. Um, the the lens system's not quite as big, so you don't get quite as e- quite as it's not. You talk about quick target acquisition. Right. Um, it's a lot easier with the inspect to do that. So you're probably running the best thing I think so. for you in the chopper. But
1: that's just cool on that auto, and, and maybe that technology. It is cool. That way it's but really cool. One, one of the training things. Um, we have to show people how to turn it up and down. Right. Because it's going to be maybe cloudy in the morning, or when they sit down, we shut down every hour. We'll just adjust it. for It's not a big deal. Yeah. A couple of clicks bright it up. Yeah. Uh, one of the thing on, on the M specs we have too. They have a, the, the the sunshade. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, That's that true. helps a lot. That's true. So uh, it's got the little sunshade. It's real easy to slide out. But you know what? Part of the education thing is we show people how to use them, oh. and we don't have any trouble. But I'll tell you, they uh, they work great. They they hold. We side them in for the year, and we'll shoot uh, in eight weeks probably thirty thousand rounds. Wow. And no issues I, no issues and I can't no warranty claims no warranty claims <laughs> I, I have they have not. a lifetime warranty too so i, I have not had <laughs> a uh, uh, that's why you have it because you don't have to use it but I, but but for that site to hold and we still check them you know yeah. right but uh, this year all the guns we had we had about uh eight of our rifles that were that were outfitted for the heli with the inspects on them and um we sighted them in and i don't think we had an adjustment all year Nice, much less one breaking but sure. they take a beating I'm not going to bore
0: these people uh, for too much longer with the product talk. I, I always said that when we started this podcast, they told me like, Jeff, all right, we want you in front of the camera for an hour, but uh, you're going to push products hard. And I was like, absolutely not. I'll sit in the, I'll sit in front of there for an hour, but people don't want to hear that. They want to hear real he, hear real life experiences with cool <laughs> stories and meet cool people. Um, so I'm glad you came in. Don't be sorry because they would have yelled at me if I hadn't brought it up <laughs> for sure. Um, but one thing I want to talk about was when I first met you, I hope you remember this, but when I first met you, you had just gotten back, I think, from an elk hunt with your son, and it didn't go the way you planned. You went out to some private property that you didn't mm-hmm. scout out
1: prior? Correct. Tell, tell me tell well, me a little bit about that. Did you <laughs> learn
0: something during uh, that whole experience?
1: I learned something every hunting season. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, uh, we went out with... Uh, uh, there was supposed to be uh, some elk out there, and I'd, I'd gotten the, the hunt for my son. He'd actually done a bunch of work on our lodge, yeah. and I asked him, I said, do you want me to pay you, or you want me to take you on an elk hunt? Yeah. He said, let's go hunting. Uh, so, we're gonna go again this year. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so same be round two. Nope, but <laughs> well, we're gonna go somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, make a long story short. Um, yeah, we get out, and the property's maybe 200 yards wide, <laughs> and there were four or five strips. They were kind of spread out, um, and uh, they had, I will give them this, there had been a death in the family, and there was nobody to guide us, but they know me, and they're, they're here Craig, we're sending you your, your here's the here's the onyx here's yeah. the maps, have fun. Get yeah. So hey, no problem, I'll find some milk. But liter- literally had to wait, I mean, I don't know how long I had to wait. Uh, we came on back and hunted something else, but they were really uh, narrow strips and they ran Yeah. And, and at the end of the narrow strip they, they hit a, a mountainside.
0: Yeah.
1: So we would walk a mile in, uh, they were maybe 200 yards wide, Yeah. we'd walk a mile in. <laughs> You look up, it. Spend, spend
0: all day glassing it. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> My neck got stiff from doing this.
1: <laughs> so, uh, God, I hope they don't hear this. But uh, I, uh, yeah. but we, we, uh, no, the the guy's a good friend of mine, and 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 like I said, um, he he got to talking about later. Well, we could have gone over the ridge, and I know that guy. And yeah, yeah, And I, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. Right, thing. you're not going to so do that. You know, property you're not familiar with. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the lines you gave me. So right, uh, but. We did a couple of days of that, and I mean, literally after the first thirty minutes in the morning, I, there were no elk, and you know, there were no elk, no elk. Okay. Happens sometimes. Let's wait till this evening. <laughs> no elk, no elk. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, so yeah, it was that's all right. You know, um, they call it uh, hunting and fishing, not shooting and catching. Right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and and partly my fault is. Or I never get mad about a bad hunt. I, I didn't do the due diligence and, right. and didn't really know. So Yeah. But uh, anyway, that happens sometimes.
0: Yeah. I've had my uh, had my fair share of those types of experiences as well. <laughs> so uh, we can all appreciate that. But, uh, Craig, I am going to let you go. I think we're running up close on time here, man. But uh, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, it was a blast, dude. Thanks a lot.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Internet 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 see you next time. Hey, also, Target Rich Environment, where can they see it? Oh, when can they see it? Sportsman's channel. Uh, our anchor days it, it airs five, uh, five times a week, but uh, our anchor time is Sundays at 1230. If Central. someone needs a helicopter hog hunt, what are they doing? Where do Let's they go? Give us a shot. Heli Hunter. Heli Hunter. Helihunter. Helihunter.com, 3curl.com, okay. Wild Acres, Event Center.
0: You can literally, you can probably just search like hunting. Just, the, <laughs> just Google hunting and the first 10 links that pop up will lead you back to this guy. I believe so. (laughs) All right, cool. Thanks a lot, Craig. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it, Jeff.